ourselves unto you tonight as we have gathered at your feet. That one thing that is important, critical to learn at your feet. Spirit of the living God, we thank you because you are always with us. As the Father has promised, teach us all that we need to know so that your name and your name alone may be glorified. Lord, we are at thy service and we ask that your spirit divine will inspire us yes, into the purpose for which you have called us yes. so that your covenant may be established even to the end of the earth thank you our God glory be to your holy name in Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome back again. Thanks for coming. Hallelujah. Is everyone feeling okay? Are we voting? Okay. It's voting season, so let's go cast our vote. If you've not already done that, don't wait till the last day, okay? This is the time when we need to vote. Our voice needs to count. In a time like this. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we, we're going to um, continue our conversation. Last Sunday we discussed about living out our God's created identity. And I will begin by just entertaining our questions. Let's see if we have some questions based on what we discussed last Sunday. Um, any question? Any Things that may need clarification or comment. Ravensha, you've um, pondered over some of the things we've discussed, and you actually have the opportunity to begin to exercise some of those. Any comment, question? Yes, sir. The message of um, last Sunday gave me a lot of uh, uh, homework. I was busy with my calculator, calculating the percentage of what God has done for me. My wife and I, in fact, I just I couldn't explain it. Um, the most recent will be the accident I had on the 16th of. Uh, October 2017. I couldn't, there was no percentage that could describe that. I know, and I was just playing my life like a panorama. And there is none of the percentage that worked. Both the scientific calculators could not come out at any, they were all infinity, infinity, infinity. So, I don't know what else. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And that is, that is exactly what God is uh, hoping to get us to. The point where we can begin to think like him. 
and look at him and just evaluate. Because when we do such evaluation, um, there will be no more complaining. There will be no more confusion. We know exactly where our heart is and where God wants us to be. Amen? We began last Sunday by establishing some things as a piggyback from the song we heard, that we have to get to a point of conviction where we know without a shadow of doubt who we are, that we are God's own son and daughters, and that when that is done in us, then no one else can convince us, no circumstances can convince us otherwise um, and then God will be able to begin to help us where he wants us to be. Amen? And so we established that. Um, and I hope that we continue in that kind of self-evaluation um, so we can really begin to move in the direction where God wants us to be. Amen? Right from before the foundation of the earth, as we have seen, uh, we knew that the goal of God it's clear. It's very, very clear. Right from uh, in Genesis, when he began the creation, um, God intended to be all in all for us. All sufficiency. That's, that's, that was his intention. And he demonstrated that by creating everything and just asking us to come in and bask and wine and dine with him and just be his sons and daughters. Amen as we see in the Garden of Eden. And we also saw that, as we explained last Sunday, that when God created Adam and put Adam in the garden, there was no need for sweating. Okay? Trade by butter, money, or any of those things were not part of it. But again, it was after sin came that he began to sweat. Amen? And we also reiterated that in the uh, in Revelation, maybe Revelation 21 and 22, when we read that as well, that when the new Jerusalem and the new earth we imagine come, when God will tabernacle with us, the Bible clearly states there, there will be no need. There will be no weeping, there will be no crying, there will be no need for money, there will be no need for sweating. Again, the original plan of God is going to be reestablished, wherein we're just looking at God and we are praising and worshiping him, and he takes care of everything else. Amen? And so, we also said that God is not broke. We reiterated the beginning of the message about giving, that God is not looking to raise money when we talk about giving, but we're looking to raise people. God is not broke. And if you read, I don't know if we should read that because I know we didn't read so many scriptures last Sunday. But if you read in the book of Psalms, Psalm 50, from verse number 7, it said, Are you listening? There are people. I am getting ready to speak. Israel, I am about ready to bring you to trial. This is God, your God, speaking to you. I don't find fault with your acts of worship. The frequent bond and more goes from your hearts. Every creature in the forest is mine. The wild animal on all the mountains, I know every mountain's bird by name. The, sc <laughs> the scampering feed mice are my friends. 
if I get hungry, do you think I will tell you? All creation and its bounty are mine. Do you think I feast on venison or drink draughts of God's blood? Spread for me a banquet of praise. Serve high God a feast of kept promises. And call for help when you are in trouble. I will help you. And you will honor me. Amen? Amen. All through the scriptures, God's plan had always and is always for us to rely on him and just come into him and let him handle everything else. Amen? And so that's why we're looking at living out our God's created identity. So when God, if God is not broke and if God is not, you know, uh, looking to raise offering, then why? Why is God asking us to give? Or why would God ask us to be generous? Because that's who God is. And if we're God's sons and daughters, then we should live out the identity of God that is in us. God is only looking to train us, to help us develop into who he is. That's all God is doing. I mean, you will see it all over the scriptures. Remember the story of Abraham? When God asked him to give Isaac, do you think God really wanted him to kill Isaac? No. He demonstrated that. And at the end of the day, he said, now I know. All God wanted to do is to help us to that stage where we would not hold anything back from him. He said, now I know. Because Isaac was the only son, the promised son, and he was willing to lay him down. So when God is trying to ask us to give or ask us to live generously, it was simply for one reason. He wanted us to live our God's created identity. He's calling out what is in us, his identity that is in us. He wanted us to live in that brand. Amen. And that is all, you know, um, we're trying to get at. But when we look further, we begin to look at what God is intending to do. For example, we say God is a giver. He's a generous God. Is that true? God is a generous God. We all know that. If we're God's children, then God wants us to learn that generosity. He wants us to learn to live generously. And that's why I reiterated for us to read that book of Matthew, to continue to read it over and over and over again. Okay? Said, this is how we should live, generously and graciously towards others. God gave us the life we live. Is that true? Yes. He gave us the life we live. And even when we messed up due to sin, in Genesis chapter 3, God provided himself an option, an alternative, a sacrifice through the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that correct? The Bible says he gave himself for us and redeemed unto himself people of his own who were zealous of good deed. So God gave us life. Even after sin came, 
He also offers sacrifice to take care of sin. Amen? He went ahead and he gave us his spirit. Okay? Now just think about that for a minute. Let, uh, let me go back again. God gave us his own very life. Do we know that? That his very life is what he gave unto us. Right? His very life. Okay? And now he gave us his only son to redeem us again from destruction and from perdition. And now he gave us his own spirit, his very spirit. He gave it to us. Okay, so why is he doing all of that? Because right from the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, again, let us make man in our image after our own likeness. All God wanted to see on earth is himself in us. That has been the plan from the beginning. So God is looking for us to live up to that identity. Wherein every day of our lives, we are waking up and we are pouring out ourselves unto others. We are living our God's created identity just as God was willing and generous enough to give us his own life. We are also living every day to give out of the life of God that is in us to someone else. God gave us his spirit. He is willing to see us do the same thing. That on a daily basis, we live this great identity of generosity that he has given unto us. Amen? We see, let me read, let me read a few scriptures. There are several other things that God gave. I mean, all that we have, the Bible says, what do you have that you are not given? Then if you are given, why do you boast? That's a question. What do you have that you are not given? And if you were given, then why do you boast? And that's the kind of life God wants us to imbibe. So that when we get to a point where we know who we are, that God created us in his image, in his likeness, he gave himself or poured himself into us, and he's looking for us to replicate, to begin to live that God's identity, then what God is seeking to accomplish, he will be able to accomplish on earth. Amen? So there are several other things like physical stuff, like money, like houses, like all these things. And like Pastor said, those are the least. As far as God is concerned, in the gift that God has given unto us. So if we're going to learn about generosity, we will have to live above those, above the physical goods and, and, and our substance, and we begin to focus on the generous life of God, how we can replicate it. Amen? Amen. See, so we're, we talked about this last Sunday. Luckily, there was, um, there was some... Some of my, few, uh, my money that was head up somewhere. And I sent my sister to go um, negotiate <laughs> and, and see how they can uh, get the, uh, the money released. And so I was jogging in the morning 
And she called me and said she's talking to somebody now, so she wants to talk to me. And then I picked up the phone as I was jogging, and I was talking to this person, and he was saying, well, you know, this is not going to be possible because um, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this. I said, no, that's not what I read in the website. Say, you're giving me um, news that is not accurate. I said, I've done everything they asked me to do, and so I don't understand what you're talking about. And then I said, okay. So I said, give the phone back to my sister. And I told my sister, I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. He's looking for money for you to pay bribe. That's what he's looking for. Whatever he's saying is not true. Then I went home, I showered. You know, I forgot about it. Later in, in the evening, I got a text. My sister sent me a text. So saying, before she left, she met somebody. And they saw my picture on the phone that she was holding. And the person said, oh, I know this guy. Uh, okay. And then he asked her, what are you doing? So blah, blah, blah. And said, okay, well, my brother, you know, um, was trying to get his money, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, okay. Well, I'll take you to my boss. This guy helped me to configure my first laptop wow. without taking a dime. This was just this, this past week, Monday. And so <laughs> she sent the name. I don't even recognize. I couldn't remember who it was. I don't know the name. I said, okay, the name sounds familiar, but I can't. I just can't remember. Amen? Amen. Why am I saying that? There was a scripture we read. Um, I think it was... Uh, I think it was part of 1 Corinthians, when God said to us that if you do what he is asking you to do, you will never regret it. And what I'm stressing at is the life God wants us to live, it's not just for us. It's to, it's to impart generation to come. Right? Okay, so I don't know this person. I don't know when I did this favor. I can't remember, but he remembered. He only saw my picture. I said, oh, I know this guy. I wasn't there. Amen? And that's one thing that really, really, uh, you know, brought it home to me. And so we're talking about the fact that God gave us his spirit, and I want us to really lock into that. Because there is no way we can live the life of Jesus that is in us without the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that is going to help us to live our God's created identity. Amen? And so we need to understand that and we need to really pay attention to that. And that's why I want to quickly see if we can read a few um, verses in First Corinthians. I would love to have lots of time on this, but we don't. So I'm just going to point a few things. Um, the way God intended for the Holy Spirit to be walked into our life. I, that's why I love message translation. <laughs> just look at the way he puts it in First in Corinthians chapter 12. He said, what I want to talk about now is the various ways God's Spirit gets walked into our lives. 
The way the Holy Spirit wants to help us, wants to walk himself into our life, it is through the various gifts of God. Amen? Which is given through the Holy Spirit. Amen? So when we're talking about giving and talking about giving and looking at God and looking at what God was doing when he was giving us the Holy Spirit, then we begin to see the wisdom of God. So the way God wanted to transfer or help us or train us on living this God's identity, the God's given, created identity that is in us, he wants to do it through his Holy Spirit. And he wants to give us the Holy Spirit, and then through the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says here, it says, God's Spirit gets worked into our lives. This is complex and often misunderstood, but I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Amen? Amen. Remember how you were when you didn't know God, led from one phony God to another, never knowing what you were doing, just doing it because everyone or everybody else did it. That's the key. The life that God has given us it's not going to be like the cutting of chicken wings that grandma normally, you know, do. And they ask grandma, why are you cutting? She said, because my grandmother used to do it. They ask grandmother, my great-grandmother used to do it. No. That's what God is saying here. So when we are without the Holy Spirit, we may be doing things just because someone else is doing it. Because you are cajoled into it. Because we are ham-twisted to do it. But the life of the God's created identity is going to be worked out in us through the Holy Spirit. We're not going to do things because someone else did it. We're not going to do things because someone else told us to do it. Whatsoever we're going to do is because the Holy Spirit inspired us to do it. Anything outside of that is not going to result into living the God's created identity. Amen? That's why we cannot do without being acquainted with the Holy Spirit. And this scripture shows us how that God walked the Holy Spirit into our lives. And he gave us all those narratives about how the gift of the Holy Spirit is made manifest in us. And the gift that God gave unto us, kind of when it's processed, will result into ministries or service. And he began to tell us how wonderful those uh, gifts are. But the next thing I want to point to, you can read these scriptures uh, when you have time, I'm just going to point to those things that I want us to pay particular attention to. You see all the various gifts. Keep in mind, you know, the Spirit of God is being walked into our life through these gifts. And then he began to tell us something that I reiterated that I want to lay, um, kind of emphasize a little bit more is in verse 27, where he began to tell us that you are Christ's body. That's who you are. Again, you remember in the beginning, we, we try to tell each other, talk each, talk each other into believing this. 
And I said to us, we need to, you know, kind of imbibe that to talk ourselves into believing what God said concerning us. I do it. Okay? It's like, that's why I reference the military. You know, it's like in the military, you know. Through the military training, there are so many things that you become that it was due to the exercising, you know, of those things. The miracle, whatsoever it is. <laughs> I still do it today. Remember in those days when we have to jog? You wake up in the morning, you have to jog, right? You know. And the point is, when we do those exercises, you are in military regalia, you, you have your rifle, you have all those kind of things. In, in the uh, actual physical exercise of endurance. And one of, the, one of the things you were thought is you will rather die trying than allow the enemy to enjoy killing you. So, which means while you are running, because we go kilometers, I mean, miles and miles. We use kilometers back in Nigeria. And the point is, even when your body is giving up on you, if you continue to go, the body will not die, will not stop. We thought all those endurance, and sometimes, you know, we sing a song like, uh, um, there's one that I do sing now if I'm so tired when I'm jogging. Today, today, tomorrow no more. If I die today, I will die no more. Today, today, tomorrow no more. If I die today, I will die no more. Today, today. Tomorrow no more. If I die today, I will die no more. And you keep going. Okay? You were tired and you were told that you will only die once. So why not just keep going? If you have to die, die fresh. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that I think God is trying to help us with. So we need to exercise, you know, this kind of practice. When you talk to yourself, God said here, he said, you are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget it. And, you know, you have, we have to talk ourselves into it. To believe what God said about us. If we're going to live our God's created identity. Amen? But look at what he says next. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. Until we come to agreement and accept who God says we are, our part in Christ's body means nothing. Amen? That's why it's critical for us to accept, for us to learn, to practice, to believe, to talk ourselves into believing that we are who God says we are. Circumstances or anything should not be able to change our mind about it. Amen? Amen? All right. Now, let me point out um, maybe one more. So, um, okay. So, if we look, uh, I don't think we have the time. Um, there's so many. Okay, let me go back to, let me go back to, 
if we read through the scripture, the, um, if we go back to, I don't recall what verse it is now. Um, okay, where it was making mention, uh, making mention of the gifts. Let me go back there and read that. That's what I was trying to. Okay, so you, blah, 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 blah. Let me see that. Yes, first Corinthians. Okay, well, you know what? Let me just read it from here. Um, exactly. Correct. Correct. And it says, if you read further, it says, each person is given something to do. That's, that's one thing I also want to reemphasize. That shows who God is. So, keep in mind, He said, the Spirit of God is walked into our life, right, through the various gifts. And now it says, each person is given something by the Holy Spirit, given something to do. Why? To show who God is. Okay? So, whatsoever I do, whatsoever gift God has given me, whatsoever wisdom, knowledge, whatever it is that God has given me, by the power of the Holy Spirit, it is meant to serve one purpose, to show who God is. Which means, if I recognize that, and then it becomes very easy to begin to do or to get to a point where we can do what Abraham did. Where we can be willing to give whatever it is God has given unto us, freely. But it is not just relegated to material things. It is all about the very life he has given unto us. So each person is given something to do so that we can show who God is. Not just in the church. Anything I do, when I'm at my office, Whatever knowledge or wisdom God has given unto me, I have to remember that God has given it to me, the power of the Holy Spirit, so that I can show who God is. Demonstrate who God is. Amen? It could be money. It could be wisdom. It could be power. It could be wisdom. That's why he, he began to, you know, explain all the gifts. Okay? Um, the wise cancer, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, all of those things. And uh, the last one I want to reference again or reiterate is that from verse 27, and I pointed out this last Sunday, I just want to reiterate as we close. You are familiar, um, I'll read it again. You are Christ's body, that's who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. You are familiar with some of the parts that God has formed in his body, which is his body. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracle workers, healers, helpers, organizers, those who pray in tongue. But it is obvious by now, isn't it, that Christ's church is a complete body and not a gigantic, unidimensional part. It is not all apostles, 
It is not all prophets. It is not all miracle workers. It is not all healer. Not all prayer in tongue. Not all interpreter of tongues. And yes, some of you keep competing for so-called important parts. But keep in mind, where he's saying not all apostles, not all uh, prophets, something is missing. Help us. He didn't say not all are helpers. It means everyone could be a helper. Everyone cannot be an apostle. Everyone cannot be a miracle worker. Everyone cannot be a prophet. It's not going to happen. But everyone can be a helper. It is the default in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because that's who God is. So, God wanted us to know that everyone has been given something to do to show who God is. And one of it is being a helper. So, if I don't have money, if I don't have the gift of healing, if I don't have the gift of apostleship, if I'm not a prophet or a teacher, I have the gift of the Holy Spirit nevertheless. The gift to be a helper. And that's the one, because I want us to begin to learn the baby step. Living the God's created identity is not going to happen by us trying to be who we are not. Or live out what we have not been given. If you are not a prophet, you are not a prophet. If you are not an apostle, you are not an apostle. If the Holy Spirit has not given it, you don't have it. Amen? But there is something that the Holy Spirit has given unto every child of God. is the power to help. The ability to be a help to another person. Amen? And that's my prayer, is that we will at least start the baby step. Rather than looking to be a miracle worker, rather than looking to be you know, financial of the gospel. Rather than looking to be, well, maybe uh, I wait until I'm able to raise the dead. No. That's not how we're going to live the God's greater identity. Each person is given something. Look for that thing. And one thing you will find in every believer is the ability to help. And if we begin there and begin to exhibit God's character, that's why he says, in that Matthew, I'm going to ramble and, and go back there. You know, he said, the way God lives towards us. Generously and graciously, the way God lives towards us. Okay? God is a helper. God is willing to help us even at our weak end. He's never tired. Amen? And so to leave God, to begin to leave God's created identity... I think the easiest point that we can begin from is to look for what the Holy Spirit already given us. Rather than trying to do what he has not given us. Okay? So if we begin to leave that identity wherein everywhere we go and everyone we meet, we have it behind our mind. The Holy Spirit has equipped me to help. We become solution to every problem. And the way the Holy Spirit works is such that when we begin to, op- or begin to operate that way, we will begin to see those things that are already in us that we didn't even know we have. 
He who is faithful in little, to him more. So because the Holy Spirit has given everyone the ability to help, if we are not using it, if we are not exhibiting that attribute that he already gave to every one of us, how then do we want to be miracle workers? How then do we want to be healers? How then do we want to be, you know, billionaires so that we can just finance the entire gospel? No, it's not going to happen. But as we begin to use what he has given unto us, he will begin to multiply it. Because grace is given upon grace. Grace upon grace. And as he is extending unto us the opportunity, keep in mind, you are going to be in a situation where you, you don't want to help. Okay? Especially when it is uh, those that really, really wrong you. And that's how the Holy Spirit helps us to develop that God's created identity. Because when he helped us, we were yet sinners. We're at our wit hand when Jesus died for us. And so the way the Holy Spirit wants to imbibe this God's given identity in us, help us to develop it, is to see if we will be able, we be, we will be able to live out that life when people hurt us. Okay? So it's easy to help those who are, you know, good, those who are sweet. How about those who are so, so nasty? What do you do? So to exhibit that God's given identity, those are the tests. Those are the areas where God wants to see, okay, if you are given more power, <laughs> we see how you use it. Because the one you are given now, uh, we see how you hoard it. When someone hurts you, you don't want to help, even if you have the help. Amen? Let's rise on our feet and talk to God. I want us to focus on that. I believe we have to do and take baby step and trust God with what he had already given unto us. Uh, so there was a scripture that said we should not, um, we should not be blinded by, um, by asking or wanting, you know, and then overlook what we already been given. Amen? Let's talk to God. God has given unto us the ability to be a help, a suitable help. A suitable help. I believe every human being that is born again has that ability of the Spirit of God. And I want us to begin from there to live out our God's created identity and just begin there. Begin from your household. Begin from the people around you. Begin from the people you, you work with. Those gifts that God has given unto us, they are to show who God is. They are to demonstrate who God is. And we can begin to do it by just being a help. In the church of God, begin to look for what can I do to help? What can, how can I be a help? How can I be of service? The Bible says in, in Romans chapter 15, it says strength is for service. Strength is for service. All the gifts that God has given unto us is for service. Let's begin to look for opportunities that are around us. Wherein we can just be a help. And God said you will never regret it. You will never, ever regret it. So every opportunity to help, let's ask the Holy Spirit to inspire us, to help us to see the opportunity as opposed to all other things. Because sometimes this is disguised. 
we see the, the wrong thing or the things that the devil wants us to see rather than looking at the opportunity that God is presenting unto us. But as long as God is with us and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit is in us, he's going to give us opportunities. Let's just ask God to help us to recognize the opportunity so that wherever we are, in our home, in our church, in our you know, uh, marketplace, we recognize that the Spirit of God is in us. He has been worked inside of us to be a help, to be a solution in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name. We worship you because we know you have given unto us your spirit. You have given unto us of yourself. And so, therefore, Lord, we thank you. We glorify your name. That as we begin to walk with you and as we begin to take caution and, and, and to be attentive um, Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that your spirit and your gift that is in us, you begin to activate us to utilize it, especially the spirit of help. You've given unto us the gift of help, to be a help, a suitable help in every situation. Help us to begin to manifest this even as we live out our God's created identity to your glory and to your praise. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.